welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. All right. So we dealt with I believe, the Father Almighty, God the Father, Almighty Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ. So we went on say last week we dealt with in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary. But we want to just take our time to finish the Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. So last week I took my time to try and take us into the scriptures when we talk about the Messiah. All right, Jesus Christ, Christ is not his second name. Christ is a t- his title. The most commonly used title of Christ in scriptures, sorry, of Jesus in scriptures is Jesus Christ. What is Je- what's Jesus' full name, original full name? Eh? Huh? What's his full name? Yeah, Jesus by Joseph or Jesus of Nazareth. Not Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus by Joseph. <laughs> Jesus by Joseph, what does that mean? Jesus, son of Joseph, all right. So he asked the disciples in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, who do men say? I like that one. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, he asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, all right. So Jesus came to, when he came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am. All right. So one of the, uh, the, the titles used frequent, most frequently in scriptures for Jesus is Christ. And then the disciples said, some said you are John the Baptist. Some said you are uh, Elijah. Some said in the verse 14, and Elijah. And then the verse 15, then he goes on to say that, but who do you say, but who do you say I am? And then is the 16, the flagship. Uh, verse Peter, then Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, alright, so he said you are the Christ, say you are the Christ, Christ. now he didn't say you are Jesus, do you, you realize the, the, the definite word there, the Christ, now why did he say the Christ, because before they were all expecting a Christ to come and as I told you that I was uh, in my studies, I couldn't just leave this Christ in alone because I came across in, in the book of John everywhere, it was kind of littered in John Christ. For instance, John chapter 1, John chapter 1, verse 20, he, he confessed and did not deny, but, but confessed, I am not the Christ. He said, The Christ, I am not the one because it was already expected that there's a Christ coming amongst the Jews. So they, when they saw John, the things he was doing, he didn't actually work a miracle, but they could see the hand of God so strong on him, they began to wonder, are you the Christ? Because at that time, they knew that it was time for the Christ to come. Hallelujah. So they went to ask him, are you the Christ? Bible said he confessed. He didn't, he didn't try and take someone's shoe or to, uh, confess what he wasn't. He said, I am, I am not the Christ. Then verse 26, look at verse 26 and verse 27. Verse 26 and verse 27 goes on saying, John asked and said, I baptize with water, but but there is one standing amongst you whom you do not know. Verse 27 said, it is he. I like this phrase. That's nice. The Bible says that it, it is he who coming after me is preferred before me. <laughs> Hallelujah. He <laughs> said, who stand up? I am not worthy. He said, coming after me, preferred before me. <laughs> I like that one. He said, there's someone amongst you. John the Baptist knew the guys around. But he said, I don't know him. He said, I don't know him. 
But look at verse 29. So then, when he saw Jesus Christ coming, was baptized, the next day John saw Jesus uh, coming towards him. He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Look at the, verse, the, the next verse quickly. The next verse, um, uh, uh, this, this is he. Well, this is who I said, uh, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he is before me. Go to the next, I like that one. He is preferred before me, for he is before me. Go to the next verse. Message one, I did not, I, what, this, this is a very interesting I did not know him, but that he, that, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. So what I'm doing, me, even me, I don't know him, but I'm sent to do what I'm doing because of the Christ. But you guys, because you saw me, you thought I'm the Christ. I am not he. There is one coming after me, who is after me, and preferred. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, there, see, there was this mood of Christ coming. Christ coming. And who is this Christ? No. The problem is they couldn't identify who the Christ is because as I told you, the Christ is supposed to be a judge descended from heaven. A, a, a supernatural being, a physical being, a human being like a prophet. But it's different because Moses said, God is going to raise a prophet like unto me, like me to you. Deuteronomy chapter 18, uh, 15 verse 18. And so they were expecting, who is this Christ? That Christ is supposed to be like Isaac. That Christ is supposed to be a prophet. That Christ is supposed to be a son of David. That Christ is supposed to be a priest. That Christ is supposed to be a royal king. At the same time, that Christ is supposed to be a, a, a suffering servant. Now, who? Humanly speaking, there is no way all these titles can converge in one person. But this Christ is going to have his... Can you imagine as I showed you last week in John chapter 5? He says that, and I cried. He said, don't cry. And then I said, who who is ready to open the scroll? And then I was told that don't cry because the the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And so obviously, everybody in the Bible said there was silence. And we were all expecting a lion to roar, break through. And then suddenly, there, behold, a lamb. A lamb? I thought he said a lion. Yes, he's a lion, but he's also... <laughs> so hallelujah. So hallelujah. So it's do you remember in John chapter 4 in the, I think verse 21 or 20 somewhere there when Jesus was having a discourse with the woman at the well. Yeah. When the woman realized that he, he was a prophet because the woman told he told the woman go and bring your husband, all right? And verse 25, go and bring and they were all around. Then when the woman remember, realized he was a prophet because before he said you Jews worship here and then then Jesus said no, the time is coming and now is when the true worshipers. Look at what the woman said verse 25. The woman said to him, I know a Messiah is coming. I know a Messiah is coming. Oh, I like that. I like what's for. This is what I told you I was excited. I haven't even gone into Lord. Lord, that's where I'm going. The Messiah is coming. Who, who is the Christ? So, do you remember? Who is the Messiah? Christ. All right. The Messiah is the same. So when you say Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, which means Jesus the anointed one and his anointing. All right. So I know the Messiah is coming. Who is the Christ? When he comes, he will teach us all things. So even Samaritans, they were expecting the Messiah. Everybody. The Jews were. The Samaritans were. Everybody was. To the extent that the woman, when the woman realized Jesus was teaching her about these ritual things, he said the Messiah can when he comes in. Go to the next verse. You like it? Look at the next verse. Let's all read it together. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the Christ. John the Baptist said, I will confess I am not. Jesus came. He said, I am. Say I am. I am. Say I am. I am. Let's see if time will permit me to go into I am. 
the eight great I am's or the nine great I am's of Jesus Christ, he had the audacity to say, I am. When they ask, Moses asked God, when I go to Israel, who should I say? Who this God? We don't know your name. He said, when you go, in Exodus chapter 3, I think verse 3 and 4, he said, when you go, tell them, I am that I am. He said, what's your name? He said, I am, not just I am, I am that I am. I, so, it's I am, I am. Hmm. Hallelujah. So, so let's go back to this. So the woman of, and then he went to the town and said, I've seen a man. Can this be the Messiah? Andrew came to um, his, his brother, uh, Simon, and said, we have found the Messiah. John chapter 1, verse 40 and 41. And then in John chapter 1, I think verse 45, uh, um, the same thing happened to Philip as well. Philip went to Nathaniel, his brother, and told him that we have found the Messiah, verse 45. And so they were expecting. Actually, the disciples themselves, listen, I like this, this this is very strong. John chapter 6, verse 66. Look at John 6, 66. After Jesus has taught some heavy doctrines, and the Bible says many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. It's normal. People leave churches. It's life. The way people leave UK to settle in America. People leave. Jesus had people leaving. But if you leave and you move out of destiny, you have yourself to blame. But, but many because of his teaching, they say, how can you be saying all this kind of thing? The same people who wanted to make him a king. You check it, the same chapter. They wanted to make him a king. And he said, you have to eat my body and drink my blood. Said, what, what kind of hard saying is it? Who can take this one? Hmm. This, is, this is politically incorrect. Some of them took their children. Like, Let's go out of this. This one is. He said, I want to be a pastor like Jesus. Do you know what? He was not campaigning for members. No, no look at the next verse. Verse 67. Jesus said to the 12, do you also want to go away? You know, I wasn't campaigning. But look at what, the, consider what the, the apostles, disciples said to him. But Simon Peter said, said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Go, see the next verse. See, look at the verse, next verse. Uh, also, not just the worship God, also we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ. We have come to know and believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. You remember, He is the Messiah and the Son. And we find out that anytime they confess you are the Christ, they added the Son of the Living God. So actually, this Christ was also supposed to be the Son of the Living God. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. Matthew 16, 16. Someone Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. Is it not the same thing we, we heard? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. What was Jesus' response? Watch this. Verse 17. Jesus answered and said, blessed are you, Simon. Why is he blessed? It tell, tells us. It's in the text. Four, 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 English. Four. You are blessed because flesh and blood has not revealed that this that this is talking about, if the Bible is yours, you can circle that this. This is, and you make a line and circle Simon Peter said, flesh and blood, sorry, you are Christ. You are Christ, the son of the living God. That thing, that confession cannot, cannot come by studies. It cannot come by research. No amount of research can help you to discover who Christ is. 
It must be spirit because if you talk about the Messiah, there's so many aspects of the Messiah. You, there's no way you, can, by in your in your own sense, can recognize who the Messiah is. Okay. Okay. Too many aspects of the Messiah. It it must be given to you from above. Does that make sense? It must be given to you. So when he said, who do you guys, you've been around me for a while. Do you actually know me? Who do you say I am? They said you are, he said, he said Peter, you are blessed. Shall somebody, tell, tell somebody I'm blessed. Amen. Somebody shout I'm blessed. Amen. No, it will be up to you according to your confession. Someone shout I'm blessed. Amen. I believe someone watching now will shout I'm blessed. Amen. I'm blessed. Jesus said you are blessed because flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. But God himself needs to help you to know. It takes God to identify Jesus as Christ. Shout hallelujah. So from scriptures we can tell, you can understand when we talk about Jesus. And so the confession, when we say we believe in Jesus Christ. Up to now, some of the Jews are still expecting a Christ. Oh yeah, yeah. So does that make sense? Does that make sense when the early church were confessing, were making this confession that the early church, the initial members were Jews, when they confessed that we believe in Jesus as Christ. Some said, no, he's not the Christ. Others said he was the Christ. Those who God revealed, those who came to follow him, God revealed that you can't be a Christian if that's, that's Christian, not Jesusian. It's Christian. <laughs> Because it's all about Christ. Not when we say Christ, not just Jesus of Nazareth, because he is the Christ, but it is the Christ. Some people are still waiting for Christ, but we've got our Christ. Because Christ has come. Bible says Christ came in the flesh. People didn't even recognize him. Because he came too simple. So the, the early church took it, did, did not take it lightly at all, took it very seriously. The confession of Jesus as Christ, not just as Christ, as I told you, that we believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, only son, only son. Matthew chapter 3, the last verse, Matthew chapter 3, when he was being baptized, in Matthew chapter 3, verse, verse 17, Bible says that in his, in his baptism, let's look at this, let's, at least let's open our Bibles. Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. Matthew chapter 3, verse 17 says that, and suddenly a voice came from heaven, that's when he was being baptized, saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. When he was being baptized, Bible says the heavens was open, and a voice came from heaven, and what the voice said was, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I am well pleased, my beloved son. In John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The only begotten son. Monogenes, that is the, the, the Latin word. Monogenes, the only son of God. Now, when we talk about Jesus being monogenes, we are not talking about he's a son of God. But he, monogenes, there's no proper English word that can translate it. The, he is like a son in a way that is so special it cannot be replicated. Why do you think they said you are the, John chapter 6, verse 69, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You are the son of, he is uniquely a son. In a way that none of us can become. We are just adopted because of our faith in Jesus Christ. We have been adopted through the resurrection. Because of the resurrection, we have been justified. Justified by grace. Included. 
into the beloved. Accepted in the beloved. Ephesians chapter 1. We have been accepted. So when God is counting those he loves, he looks at you too. He says, yeah, you are one of them. Come. <laughs> in 1 John chapter 3 verse 1, he said, Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us. We are children. We are, we are, we are, we are homebred. Corn fed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Why did I say corn fed? Because our, our sonship, watch this. I'm going to use a very interesting word. Our sonship is organic. Wow. What does it mean to be organic? It's, it's not just something that has been given to us by title, but we carry DNA. There's a blood. Amen. It's natural. There's a blood flowing in our veins. It's called the blood of Christ. We are sons. We are actual sons. Bible says that because you have sons, you are sons. God has sent forth the, the spirit of his sons into your heart. That Christ, you can't do it. The thing is deeper. It's deep. It's under my skin. It's under my skin. I can't tell you. It's under my skin. But then our sonship is not the same as monogenes. The only begotten of the Father. Now, when we talk about, last week I spoke about the Son of God, the Son of Man. Jesus, do you remember the question he asked? Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Very interesting. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus' favorite title for himself. What, what does he say? Let's already out loud. Let's go. Let's go. Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, he about the 83 or 82 times that, that phrase, that title was used in scriptures, Jesus Christ referred that to it. Jesus was the one who used it about 80 times. It was used about, watch this, 83 times in scriptures. 80, 80 out of the 83 times was Jesus himself calling himself son of man. It was his favorite title. So now son of man points to the fact that, now I've taught this before, son of man means he's a human his human nature, son of God means his divine divine nature. But in in actual sense, the other way is also very strongly right, actually. Son of man, it points to his divine nature. But it doesn't also marginalize or neutralize his earthly nature. So it's divine in in a sense, but still doesn't neutralize his earthly or human nature. While son of God is the same. It points to his humanness, his the createdness, however, doesn't neutralize his, his godness. That's all, the, that's what the Messiah is. But then, son of man, son of God, it's, it's, it points to the fact that he is the only begotten of the father. That's why he's son of man, he's son. He's a son. He's a son. He's a monogenes. Say monogenes. Say he's a monogenes. So Jesus is the son, the Messiah, the son. He's, the, he's God himself. Oh, then when you hear the word son, it also conjures images of the Trinity. It conjures, it immediately sends images of Trinity, the father, the son. So he's, he's the second person of the triune God. When we say he's the son. Right as soon as we said, I believe in Jesus Christ. No, no, no religion can accept that Jesus Christ is the son of God. No religion. And any sect of people, they, they, some people may call themselves Christians like um, Mormons. They can call themselves Christians. Ask them, do you believe Jesus Christ is the son, only son of the living God? Like, God cannot have a son. Then you don't know what we are talking about. Your Christ you are talking about is different from the one we are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> because the Christ we are talking about, he's a son. 
He's the son of the living God. He's the son. That is why we are also the sons of the living God. Because Christ is the son of the living God and we have been adopted as his brothers, then we become also sons of the living God. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. But quickly, I need to settle on this. Finish this. Lord, somebody say Lord. Shout Jesus is Lord. <laughs> this is what gets me excited. Shout Jesus is Lord. Jesus ho curious. That's the Greek. Jesus ho curious. Jesus is Lord. The early church, the basic confession of the early church is Jesus is Lord. Some of them were burnt at the stake. Some of them were tortured. They became like burning torches for Caesar's gardens. Because of one confession they maintained. You either confess Caesar ho curious or Jesus Hokurios. And they said, we can't confess Caesar Hokurios. We can't do that. We are ready to die with our confession that Jesus Hokurios. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. When we say Jesus is Lord, what exactly do we mean? What exactly do we mean by Jesus is Lord? It's so important. In the Old Testament times, or in the Greek times, those uh, Jesus, the days of Jesus, when you hear the word Lord, it's, you are talking on one of three meanings. When you talk about someone being Lord, it's one, it means that the person is a, my Lord. How many of you, to, uh, some of you have been to court before, some of you keep going. Usually, in court, you're supposed to address the judge, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. It's like say, all right, Lord, my Lord. It's like say, because he doesn't own you, he doesn't Happen. He's just in, sitting in an office. So you, the appropriate way to address it is you're addressing the, his office. Say, my Lord. Bible talks about how Sarah called Abraham Lord. All right. Sarah, she called Abraham Lord. So then Lord means that say. It's, an, it's, it's like honor. Appropri- giving somebody honor and addressing somebody appropriately. The other way to use the Lord is what we heard. Land Lord. Owner. So in those days, they used to have slaves. So Jesus, um, Paul, most of the time, presented himself as the bond servant, the slave, okay, of of the bond servant of Christ, meaning that he was a slave. Now, the owner of a slave is the Lord of the slave. So when we talk about Lord, landlord, owner, okay, Lord, the signal. But there's another usage of Lord, which is when the Old Testament saints and even Jesus Christ times and when the believers use Lord, it transcends all these ones. These are not just normal, ordinary titles. Now, that's one of the titles used for Jesus Christ very frequently in the scriptures is Lord. Say Lord. Lord. So the first, the first most, u- most used title for Jesus Christ in the scriptures is Christ. The second most used title of Jesus Christ, of Jesus in the scriptures is Lord. All right? And then the third is the Son of Man. Right, but the, the, the Lord, what does it mean, Lord? It means the original word. Now, okay, let me go back quickly to the Old Testament Judaism. Now, how many of you heard what I said? I think in, in Exodus, when God presented himself, appeared to Moses, he asked, what's his name? He said, I am. Do you know how they translated it? They, tra- they translated it in, in Hebrew. It's like Yahweh. That's what a, a German theologian translated as Jehovah. Okay, so Jehovah actually is, uh, is really not his name, but let's leave it. 
like that. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't spoil anything, okay? It's just a translation of Yahweh. It's just like Jesus is a translation of Yeshua, okay? So, Jehovah. Now, Jehovah is spelled Y-A-H-W-H, all right? So, Yahweh, we, 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 and that's what we call Yahweh. Now, watch this. Jews were not because that name is ineffable. That means it's too holy, sacred to be mentioning. It's too, it's just too holy. Okay, you can't mention it. So, so what they would do is they will use other names and other words like Hashem, the name. You remember? <laughs> so praise the name. They would, <laughs> but more commonly they use Adonai. How many of you have heard Adonai before? So Adonai, instead of saying Yahweh, they will use Adonai. So uh, sometimes you're reading the Old Testament, and if you have a, a Bible which is kind of more educated, you will see <laughs> you will see Lord written in capitals, Lord, which is the name of God, Adonai. They usually use Lord now, which means that the one who is supreme, the one who is in charge, the one the the the, the one who reigns, right? So you can't use that title for any human being. So when Jesus said that I and the Father are one, when he said I am, all right, anytime you use the word I am, do you know what? Let me just go quick a bit. You see, the I am in the Greek, because they are speaking Greek in that time. In the Greek, the, the word is either ego or imi. So when you say imi, you mean, okay, um, uh, who is the pastor here? Imi, the pastor. Who is the pastor here? Ego, the pastor. They, they, they have quite similar but quite different meaning. And Jesus Christ, when he was going to say I am, he used ego imi. That's the only time Jews use it and it's only for God. I am that I am. So when Jesus said, he uses both. Ego imi. I am. They knew what, it, what do you mean by you? You're using the name of God for yourself. You claim to be God. When he said before Abraham, I am. John chapter 6, I think verse 50, 58. No, John chapter 8 verse 58 or so. said before Abraham, I am. Before ego, Abraham, ego in me. I am the dog. Ego in me, the dog. So Jesus kept using this because of who he was. And so in the same way, when you use Adonai, you are not using it because when you, watch this quickly. Oh, owner of a, a slave. Okay. Uh, an owner of a slave is not an Adonai. It's, a, it's not an Adonai. But when you say Adonai, some means someone who is sovereign. Someone who controls. Someone who Possesses all power. That's just supposed to be only for God. And watch this. Philippians chapter 2. Hey! Hallelujah! Open your Bibles quickly. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. You're going to find something very exciting there. Uh-huh. We are going to do some studies. Huh? Is that okay? Uh-huh. Is someone following me? All right. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Ah, I like that one. Did you see that? They use the, the phrase Christ Jesus. Not Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus. All right. Christ Jesus. Who being in the very, in the form of God, did not consider each robbery to be equal with God. When you read the NIV, it says that he did not consider something to hold on. He didn't grasp onto his godness, but he gave it up. Didn't mean he stopped from being God, but he adapted humanity who brought him under human limitations. So he was hungry. You know, Jesus wept. Jesus was a baby. God is not a baby. But Jesus took on humanity. 
So he, it restricted him in a lot of ways, even though he was God. But verse 7, but he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond, did you see that? A bond servant, a bond servant, and became in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient, obedient, he kept obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross, the death of the cross. Verse 9, what does it say? Therefore. What's the first word? Therefore. I can't hear you. Therefore. Someone shout it. Therefore. I can't hear you. Therefore. Now, I told you anytime you are reading the Bible, you come across a therefore, pause to think, why, think of why de- what therefore is therefore. Okay? And so, therefore, is, you don't start a statement of therefore. Because he went through all these things, he humbled himself. Therefore, God, watch this, I've highly exalted him not just the exaltation hey, that has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above everything. Now, when you study the text very carefully, what you think is the name that was given to him? And that, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things on the earth, and things on the earth. Now, so what do you think is the name that was given him? Did you, did you see, see over there? So if you look at the text very carefully, you quickly conclude that the name given to him was, but Jesus was his ordinary name. That's his name. So when he came, he had the name, Jesus. When he was dying, he was called name. He was called Jesus. When he was beaten, he was called Jesus. Now, Jesus of Nazareth, everybody knew. In fact, he said, I am the Christ. But when he went through the process, all right, the process of being born, his birth, his death, his burial, and the, he, that was a process God went through. His resurrection, God gave him a name that at the, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue. Go to the next verse quickly. Verse, look at verse 11. And that, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So, see, see he said that, that's the name was given to him. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord. He is Adonai. He is Lord. 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 Someone shout, Jesus is Lord. Shout, Jesus is Lord. Shout, Jesus is Lord. And so, because he went through that process, he was elevated to this position that when the, when God said that, put it back on verse 11. Okay, go to the verse 10 quickly. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And every tongue should confess. The thing, what we are talking about is this highly elevated office. That Jesus is Lord. So the Lord's name, at the Lord's name, because of who he is, that name that he has, he has attained, right. Jesus Christ. When you read the Bible, I discovered, I was doing a little bit of research. Virtually all the epistles he wrote, apart from Hebrews, because Hebrews authorship is disputable. But all the epistles he wrote, he started with the greetings. He always used the Lord Jesus Christ. He always used the Lord Jesus Christ. So Colossians chapter 1 verse 2, Philippians chapter 1 verse 2, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 2, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 2, Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 1. You check it. He kept saying Jesus Christ or the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus. There once, once in a while he would do it, Jesus Christ the Lord. But Lord Jesus Christ because he is Lord Jesus Christ. That's why many of the believers died in the early days because they were supposed to confess Caesar as, as curious. But they, can't, they said, I can't confess Caesar. It's curious. I will give what belongs to Caesar to Caesar. But I will not give what belongs to the Lord to the Lord. Yes. Bible said that Jesus, Jesus earned that name. 
Caesar wanted it. They said, we are ready to die by confessing Jesus whole curious than to confess Caesar whole curious. Someone said, Jesus is Lord. If you believe that Christ died for you, if you are born again and you believe that you are the son of God, if you believe that he is the son of the living God, if you believe that he came to die from, for your sins, please lift up your voice and shout, Jesus is Lord. Come on, shout, Jesus is Lord. Shout, Jesus is Lord. Shout, Jesus is Lord. Go to three people and tell them, my brother, I believe Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe Jesus Christ is Lord. You didn't have to say too many things. I believe he died. I believe in all those things. It was summarized in Jesus is Lord. It was summarized in Jesus is Lord. It was summarized as Jesus Hocurius. Jesus Hocurius. Let's all say that together. And that's what he is. And that's the way it is. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show. And the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.